welcome to the uh, Friday, June 26, 2020 edition of the Mastermind Meeting for Clear Tai Chi. And with us, and you notice that Matt and I are here in the same room in the same picture and all that. This is our new space for uh, teaching and doing these and private lessons and all that good stuff. And the, uh, so it'll look a little different from here out, at least most of the time. And uh, uh, I'm Richard Clear, your host, so to speak, and this is Matt Holker. He is the regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. And also with us today is Art Don. Art is in the Washington, D.C. area. Hey, everyone. And you're yeah. in which part of, which part oh, are you in? Maryland, Maryland, just a little northwest of Washington. Cool. And then Harry Leg in uh, Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Hello, hello, hello. And then Greg Nolmeyer in Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor, and... Michigan, Ypsilanti, yes. Yes. Hey, guys. Hello, hello, gentlemen. So we're a little light today on the, on the guys that are with us, but everybody's good and great. I know you guys will be able to contribute a lot to the conversation. Today we're going to talk about opening and close, open and close. And there are different aspects to this. And the one I want to start with is that Tai Chi is an open, in terms of when you think about an open or a closed energy system and how it work, how it's worked, how it's supposed to work. Um, tai Chi is an open energy system that also has the ability to be a closed energy system, but ultimately it's supposed to be an open energy system. And one of the things you'll hear, not from everybody and not all the time, but one of the kinds of terms is microcosmic orbit and macrocosmic orbit. And the microcosmic orbit is a circuit where once you touch your tongue to the roof of the mouth behind the front teeth, you've created this internal circuit that then runs through the two meridians, the, uh, the Du and the Ren, which is the governing and conception vessel meridians. And you complete a circuit that's, uh, that goes all the way around your torso and up over your head and back through. And that's an, that's an internal circuit. And then the macrocosmic orbit is the whole body and really ideally connected outside of you in the three powers, the heaven, earth, and man, or humankind, uh, human beings. So heaven, earth, and human beings, um, that kind of thing. And so um, when I say that Tai Chi is an open system, an open energy system, it processes and manipulates energy in an open system kind of way, um, like where it's connected to the, like the heaven and earth. Um, and then you're in the middle of that. And then most yoga is typically practiced as a closed system. And if you get somebody doing a lot of microcosmic orbit, they're also doing the Tai Chi then as a closed system. But really Tai Chi is only supposed to do that a little bit. And then it really is supposed to be an open system. And we'll get into that and talk about it more. So an open system means connecting to and manipulating energy outside yourself and inside and outside yourself. The, uh, and then a closed system means closing your inner body off from the outside and manipulating the energy inside yourself. Also, open and closed refers to being able, uh, let me back up for just one second before I go any further. If you want to know more about this and about opening and closing, then you're going to want to go to uh, Clear Tai Chi Basic Skills Program and Clear Tai Chi Online, which has our intermediate. It's going to have stuff about all this, and that is at uh, www.clearmartialarts.com. Okay, 
Um, so open and close refers to be also to being able to open and close all the major pressure points in your body. Um, it also refers to being able to make the ground connection um, and the heaven connection and being able to open, open that, connect to that, and to also be able to close those things as well. Um, it, it refers to being able to open and close the laogong, which is the big pressure point in the middle of the palm, um, and the bubbling well, your kidney one, which is the big pressure point in the center of the bottom of your foot, and all of your joints, your quads, the shoulder area here, so I've heard it referred to as the shoulder nest, um, and your spine, each individual vertebrae opening and closing and being able to do both well and, and fully, right? Being able to open and close your dantians, the upper dantian or like the third eye, uh, the middle dantian, uh, like your heart center um, in the center of you, like think solar plexus area, and the lower dantian, which is the dantian that when most people in Chinese martial arts say dantian, that's most of the time the one they're referring to, and it's the one that's down by the navel and all of that. Um, and there's a lot, could be a lot of discussion about what that dantian is and what it's not, what it does, those kinds of things. Anyway, so there's a lot of uses there. And if you can't open it and close it on any of these, then you're not going to be able to use it in any meaningful way. You're going to have to be able to open it and close it. And then from there, you can manipulate it all kinds of different ways. But it starts with being able to open it and close it. When you talk about all the joints in the body, one of the things that you need to be able to do, and I'll just do it this way, is you need to be able to, and there I'm working on opening my wrist joint, and now I'm gonna close that same joint. And this is true with every one, every one of those joints in the body. You should be able to open them like that and close them and anything you can't, you don't want to like force it, but you do want to start working on that ability to really be able to open and close it. Um, and it has to do with long-term health, and it has to do with the ability to process energy through and being a super supple and healthy kind of a body. All right. Um, you might not be able to open or close a part one of these things on your body and other ones that I haven't even mentioned here, by the way, but you might not be able to do that because you've never worked on opening or closing it. So since, you know, especially if you're over the age of 25 and you've never tried to open or close that before to amount to anything, you might find that it's, that it's tough and, and difficult, unusual and all those kind of things. And it's just because you haven't done it. The, uh, However, any part you can't open and close, that you can't, literally cannot at all open and close, and it's jammed up, it's, it's blocked. Energetically, it's called, it's blocked. Now, it can be blocked for any sort of reasons. It can be blocked because of some emotional issue. It can be blocked because of a physical injury. It can be blocked because of extra and excess tension that's been held in the body in certain kinds of ways, and your body has grown to that kind of positioning. It can be bad postures, can cause certain ones of them to be stuck, kind of open, or stuck, closed. 
and where they're not going to open and close, which is what you want it to be able to do. Um, the, uh, and so when that happens, it can cause atrophy and stagnation. It can cause your body to grow into worse and worse and worse posture, eventually to the point of, of really harming you and being a lot of pain. It can cause excessive heat to back up in the body. It can cause internal connection problems that you're trying to get your body to work as a whole. And it really, there's parts that are just like not working like that because they're kind of stuck in this position where they can't connect with the rest of you properly, fully in an integrated kind of a way. Um, and so uh, I want to open this up to you guys for questions and and that and so and i've got a couple questions for you to weigh in on on this as well so you can ask me questions um and then um would you rather ask me questions first or do you guys want me to go ahead and ask, start asking you think, giving you some things to weigh in on i i do have a question um sure. so when it comes energetically i don't close nearly as much as i open meaning i would like, say i, don't, I, I would don't say want to go below 25 percent or something um, you want to be able to go all the way down to kind of shutting it off, but not shutting it off like where you crammed it, you jammed it. It's more like um, if I've got great ground connection, I want to be able to actually bring the energy up uh, instead of rooting, dropping like that. I want to be able to bring the energy up to where it's in my feet and it's in my feet at the floor. Right. And so in that case, I've closed right. off that connection and I want to be able and in terms of exercising gently carefully right so i want to be able to open all the way i want to be able to close all the way but i want it to be that it's a very dynamic system right but in that case i would say maybe it's just a, like a terminology thing that you're actually your feet are still reasonably open you're just closing a particular connection outside well so I'm, you're closing, not closing I'm definitely lao gong or your kidney one or yeah i'm actually closing in that case the bubbling well and so that the energy will not pour down through it and it'll stop at the and the, at the bottom of the foot. Okay. So it's actually closed at that point if you're doing it. Okay. A lot of times people don't realize that if you go into like what you think of as a runner's position mm -hmm. and start to think about running and feel what you're, and then stop, but, but don't let anything change and feel, this is for people who've worked on the thing and can feel the energy in the, and inside their body like this, of course, which we do teach how to do in the courses. Um, to get better and better with that ping and the ability to sense all that, you'll find that you basically have closed off the kidney one. Because otherwise, you're going to be dragged down when you're trying to run. If you're trying to really sprint fast, you end up closing that off. You might open up the upper one. Some people do, some people wouldn't. But, but you're closing off that lower one in order to okay. move like that. That makes sense. I'm not sure if this is quite what you're asking or, but well, my question, Sifu, um, if um, we're rooting, then would we root through the kidney one specifically or the, the foot overall as far as? So, yeah. yeah. So most points like that, and I'll, I'll talk about the one specifically that you're asking about, you start you actually have to start with the point. If the kidney one, the bubbling well, is not open, you might, or what happens is people, they can only root and they root just a little bit. Well, then it's open just a little bit, right? And they think it's open, but usually it means it's like it's open like you've got the door cracked. You know, it's just a little bit. 
And then when you get it really all the way open and you're getting used to pouring down through there, what happens is that it becomes the whole foot. And the whole foot is based on that kidney, on that bubbling well, opening well enough that it goes from this little, this little area to it's spreading open. And then it's that, that energy is going all across there and down into the ground as well. This is for rooting that we're talking about, right? Yeah. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. So all, all of the points, we're not, you know, obviously we're not just talking the physicality of joints, but we're talking about energy centers like Lao Gang, Yan, uh, Yan Quan, um, Bahui. Bahui yeah. we, would, we would also open and close the Ming Men as well, yeah, I'm assuming. That's right. Okay, yeah. just double checking. Thank you. Think about, um, think about uh, taking and, and crouching down to get a big leap upward. When you crouch down, you closed Ming Men, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. You did. Yeah. yeah, even if you weren't thinking about it, right? You you were closing Ming Men, and then when you go to jump, it's like you open Ming Men very quickly, boom, as you go, and it gives you this explosive shot upward. And so the average person may or may not be doing that, but the person who's doing that, you're going to see a big difference in how that jump, how explosive it is, how fast it is, and then as you work on on your own, being able to just open and close it softly, but and and carefully and everything, but really doing that, and you're not trying to jump or anything else. And you improve that range and the amount and the speed and all those things, then that becomes translated into where you see you're touching somebody and they get blasted off their feet because I go from having a very closed mingmen or closing the mingmen as you push in. And when I feel that you're like getting towards the end of your push as, you, as your push starts to run out of gas, I very rapidly open the mingmen and pow, they get they get popped off of you, looking like they got shot off you. Right, that kind of thing. Okay, I guess I haven't thought of the Ming Men in quite that way. I'm used to using uh, the Lao Gang and Yan Quan to open in in you know pushing sure. Ming Men as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the first one for us is we really work on that root. Yeah, and that kind of a thing because it's also building the E skill the most in terms of being able to get distance and reach and and actually having effect and power at the distance like that. So that's first, but then we do get into the other ones as you've seen in the program. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So the question for you guys is what is your experience and understanding with any of these? Is there any of these that you've had um, a certain amount of, oh man, okay, so I was so that's part of what was going on, or you felt it opening as you've been doing your training over the years, or closing or opening and closing, or um, particular effects that you've got that now that now that you're kind of listening to this within a certain context, that you're, and, and that obviously is for you too. The, uh, and did you have any questions about any of it? Um, no, I, I, okay. Anyways, um, is there any experience or understanding that you kind of gleaned that, that pertains to the topic, you know, what we're talking about? Well, um, I found an area that I would never, ever have thought of for opening and closing, and that's the neck girdle. And oh, yeah. We taught that in one of the workshops. I'm like, holy crap, how did I not think of that or learn to feel that? And so there are some areas, that being one of them, that um, I didn't expect. It's interesting because if you think about neck movement, head movement, and body movement, you start thinking that that area is the flexible area that it kind of has to be. But if you, if you talk to the average person walking around and go, Hey, are your shoulders moving a lot? They're like, no, 
right? And they think that it's supposed, they think of it as like, if you see the drawing of like the average person, it's thought of as a very stiff area, almost like the center of a bone as opposed to a connected set of bones with a lot of opening, closing, adjustable action for different kinds of positions and postures. The neck, the neck girdle. What when you talked about that? Was there a specific point, or just are you talking about the clavicle? Bone, bony area around in here can open and close and expand. So oh. easiest to, you know, when we can be in person to let you feel it. But there's this area in here you can feel the the bone here opens and closes. So if you can find that. Okay. Referring to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Thanks. Yeah, you bet. I mean, I get the the byway at the top of the head, and mm -hmm. the um, the third eye is where I get most of my um, sort of sensation when I'm working or doing breathing or something, paying attention to it. And then when I, I get the sensations, um, I sort of use that to try to develop it more as far as bringing in more energy or what um, what happens to the energy when I bring it in or exactly what I can do and try to build from noticing the sensation increasing to increasing it more and seeing how it develops. But I hadn't thought of it, you know, in the sense of rooting from the uh, kidney one or anything, um, but that's you know, always good information. So it will help me. Oh yeah. Somebody's that's interesting. <laughs> Playing, that's funny. Oh yeah, Tess is practicing. Uh, <laughs> so one of the things that's interesting is, I guess I do close because when he's talking about like getting to jump and all that kind of stuff, I do close that way. But I tend to think of open and rest when it comes to energy. The joints, I'm definitely opening and closing to max and all that kind of stuff. Energetically, I'm expanding and coming to rest. But I hadn't really thought about. To me, if there's energy moving across the bottom of my foot, my lao gong is still open. You know what I mean? It's just not connecting to the ground. Well, so what's, what's happening, Greg, when you're doing rise and fall and on the way up? It's not that my lao gong is closed, but it's not exactly open as it is when I place the hands on the table and it, and it opens more. Is that kind of what you're referring to? Yeah, and that I would just... I'm for energetically, I don't tend to think of, I, I tend to think of breadth, you know what I mean? And so it's like, oh, it's very open, it's very open, it's a little less open, or it's not connecting in the same way. But I hadn't thought of that as a close. Because I'm just, as, as somebody that does healing work, or somebody that's been tight or whatever, it's like, I don't want it closed. <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe it's just, you know, like I say, sort of a linguistic thing or something, but I, I, it just feels slightly different to me when he says, close that. Yeah. Hmm. Is it, well, are we talking zero to 100 or 10 to 100, 20 to, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I was saying. Like I go down to like a 25% thing, but yeah. I tend not to want to go below that. I guess it's something I, we should ask him. You know, so yeah, I don't know. clarify. Yeah. Hmm. And now, a word from our sponsor. Mind over matter can be a confusing idea for a lot of folks. We just don't see it demonstrated that often. 
You hear about things like a mother lifting a car to save her baby that's underneath. But how can we reliably tap into that kind of power every time? Not just in extreme and unpredictable cases, but whenever we choose. With the right instruction and a few simple drills, even beginners can get mind over muscle power in almost no time at all. My name is Richard Clear and internal power is what I do. I've been researching and sharing the secrets of effortless internal power for over 40 years. I want to spread those secrets far and wide. So I created a unique online program that gets results fast. The results are so good that I offer a money back guarantee. Find out more about how it works at internalpowerkeys.com. That's internalpowerkeys.com. Thank you. I, I really never thought too much in the with with the um, acupuncture acupuncture points opening them opening and closing them exactly. As I say, I'd I'd feel more sensation sometimes at others. So in that respect, yeah. oh, the, the back I noticed they were open, but um, it's it's going to help me now to think of them and sort of energetically open and close them or whatever the term is for doing that. Okay. But I think I think this even even the little bit of discussion we had and see if we're talking will will help me a lot because as far as opening and opening, well opening in particular, but opening and closing, as far as the joints go, I would, you know, think of them and sort of try to expand the, the joints I opened and and contract them and bring them in to increase the wave motion type motion. Um, but um, I just have sort of another dimension, I guess, to work with as far as the, the opening and closing process. Um, and I... Hello, oh, gentlemen. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yep, we had a little bit of technical difficulty, so... Uh, we'll be working on getting to the bottom of that. It should be working fine, but obviously. All right. Uh, where were we? The uh, Oh, so, so a lot of people in this shoulder, neck area think of it as being very, you know, and especially if you start, like, put your hands on working with them and feel that, they think of it as being this very rigid, fixed area. And really, it's a very pliable, moving area. And if they haven't done that before, like, and they try to do it in the air without doing anything, it's like, you know, it looks like the Frankenstein monster trying to dance kind of a thing. Um, but you have them put on like a, a fairly tight, like a, a shirt or something, you have to kind of wiggle and squirm to get into and then look at their movement around the neck and around that, that, uh, that girdle of the um, collarbone and, and, and the muscles on the back up there and all that. And then, all, and then now they have a lot more movement, but when they're doing it, trying to think about it for like use and all that, it takes, it takes a bit of work and some time, um, to get used to and to train and to build up, um, for what you really want it to be and for being able to really open and close it and all that kind of, and different kinds of ways too, and all that stuff. Um, the, uh, let's see. All right. Um, so, sorry, go ahead. You were, so, Harry, you were the one talking about this, and you were talking about just the, that area kind of surprised you a bit in terms of how open and closing and the action of it and all those things. 
Um, yeah, exactly. I don't know that I had much more to, to say about it, but that was just an example of an area on the body that I hadn't really considered opening and closing um, until I learned from you. Yeah. So, and I would I, say that's true for most people, that, that most yeah. people walking around, they don't think of that area as being movable and pliable like that. And, and it's, there are other areas as well, and you really want to be able to open and close like all of it. Even your, even your skull, you know, babies' heads are very pliable and open and closing like that. And it's as we get older and older that it kind of squeezes in and then we kind of, you know, uh, lose something in that process, um, even though the skull becomes very uh, rigid at that point, you get the idea. Um, and the marrow washing is designed to help with that. And that's in our basic skills, uh, which is in the, at the clearmartialarts.com. And it's a, like a membership program um, monthly or you can buy it by the year. But anyways, um, all right. Um, Art, how about you? Anything there? Well, um, hey, Harry, before I go on, the other thing I'll be wanting you to get into is you talked about working with a student and having some things that indicated some blockage. And so in this context, we can talk about that. So we'll come back to that though. Um, all right, Art. Well, I was just, you know, during the little um, technical difficulty break, I was talking with Harry and Greg about um, that I would, in the opening and closing or the expanding, while well, expanding and contracting, the way I was thinking of it with, with the joints, which you'd, you'd mentioned initially, the, the wrist joint, for example, expanding and contracting, I would think of that and, and the joints expanding as, as I, I did an opening posture, whether the quote unquote open uh, posture or just any sort of expanding opening uh, posture and um, would expand and contract that which would improve the wave motion but I uh, hadn't thought of the uh, acu acupuncture points in terms of opening and closing exactly. Um, I was aware of sensations at some Know, that were particularly strong, the, the by waypoint on me and uh, the, the, the third eye um, is where I would feel a lot of, I, I guess, energy, for example, coming in, um, sort of just a, a strong sensation there and would try to develop that and see exactly um, what happens as I concentrated more on, um, as I say, the by we point and energy coming in or or the uh, the third eye on the forehead coming in and work with them but I and as far as for example the uh, the hand point Lao, Lao Gong, Lao Gong. Mm -hmm. um, yep. so you know I, I would actually that and, and I guess they there's a bubbling well in the feet I, I would think of them um, as far as opening now, now that I'm talking about it more and thinking more specifically about um, opening and closing them, I realized I paid more attention to them than I it initially occurred to me um, because you know, and I try to get the the proper relaxedness and curvature to have them open, um, but again, not quite thinking of it in the sense of opening and closing. But now with, with this discussion, I can 
pay more attention to exactly what is going on. And that will help as I do the postures, gather energy, um, work on um, sending, emitting energy, or just trying to develop it internally. Um, it's it's going to help me, help me a lot as I think about it and hopefully develop more um, abilities with gathering energy. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, Greg? Yeah. I One of the things I do notice is uh, whenever we do opening and closing, everybody gets very happy because even if they're just doing the joint opening and closing, it's such good PT that you know, if they're able to do the joint opening and closing and some energy opening and closing, they're just like, oh, this feels so good, you know, or my lower back feels better is typically the comment, you know, for whomever. Yeah, when you get a when you get a blockage, a lot of times what happens is the energy that would normally flow through, it, it stops there, right, and, the, and it's closed up, and then the energy starts backing up behind it. Well, when you start, and it starts cramming up against it, and now that's experienced as tension, and eventually the muscles and the other things around it join into that and then it becomes pain and then all those problems and you get those areas to open up and flow through. Now at first you might, and you might feel it like excessive heat backing up those kind of things. Um, and at first it may be uncomfortable actually opening it um, as it's, you know, because it's been stuck and all of that. Once you kind of get it open and operating again, that pain and that, that stiffness and that, that locked up and the other physical things that are then stacking up on there, um, that really eases up. And so it feels great. And then one of the things, one of the modal things that acupuncture is trying to do is they locate blockages like this in the body. They put the needle into the point and they, they manipulate the needle to open the point so that now either the energy gets routed around if it's something physically that's been injured to the point where it can't open at the moment, or at least they, or they'll ideally they'll open that area and now it flows through like it's supposed to. And so absolutely. Yes. Cool. Uh, uh, any other ones there or. That's uh, that's, that's the most common thing. It's also um, people tend to feel split when you're gradually opening as they're bringing something in, um, there's just sort of a natural split or sort of sending them around the surface. Um, and so sometimes people are like, oh, you're, you know, you're really splitting me. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, that's happening, but that's not like, I'm not seizing those two parts and, and, and opening them. Ah, uh, you mean split like in the application. So you're like getting them in two places and it's because of the, because of the blockage or the closed up area. In the middle. Right, just like if you put your hands on a sphere and the sphere, sphere slightly expands as you're pushing in and you're just like slightly opening, you know, they'll be like, oh, you're splitting me. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, that's an effect of it, but that's not the, the actual thing that I'm working. I'm with you. You're getting a split as a byproduct of the problem or the issue that they've got. Yeah. Cool. Okay, Matt. Hello, Matt. He's upstairs working on our technical difficulty, but well, we'll come back to Matt. Okay. Um, Matt just zapped out of there, interestingly enough. All right. Um, I'm sure he'll be back. Yeah. All right. Is there any of the points on the opening and closing that you're finding yourself 
well, here's Matt again. Matt? Yes, sir. Okay, so what is your experience and understanding with anything we've been talking about so far regarding the opening and closing and both for your healing stuff and then also uh, just, you know, the different body parts and the energy uh, points and the different things? Anything yeah. that stands out to you? Um, boy, um, uh, it is it is really, really important. Um, and, uh, um, it's a lot easier to get locked up in places than, uh, than you might think. And so when you're, when you're doing the opening closing, uh, work, it really calls out to you a whole bunch of, um, uh, trouble spots that, you know, ideally you are going to want to work on and fix. Um, and then, you know, it, 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 it also off the, by doing that, that training and that work, not only does it help to, to get that stuff moving again and, uh, and able to open and close, but then by practicing that it keeps it, um, like alive and opening and closing. And that's true for the joints in the body, as well as the energy centers and other kinds of blockages and stuff. And so by really doing that work, um, it leads to these long-term health benefits that you sort of almost don't notice at first, except for, you know, one day then, um, you know, uh, like our example, you know, that, that you experience a lot, Sifu, I know, and that I've started to, to experience a little more um, is that people around us will be really, really sick and we'll have like very, very mild symptoms um, of that same thing. And so, you know, there, there are just these kind of residual benefits that build up um, I don't know if that one is the best example for the opening and closing, but it, it is, it is though, because one of the things that happens that you're finding, um, uh, like most of the time, if other people are getting sick and I'm not sure if I've got it or, you know, I mean, I, I'm like, gee, maybe I've got it or I'm fighting it off. And then there's a place there where I'll start to get like certain kinds of aches and pains. And then with, if you, if you feel into that with the sensitivity, what you feel is, is that certain ones of the areas are closing and or and or constricted and, and trying to be closed and certain things will open up other parts too but most of the time you'll find that it's that it's a closing action that's more common and that that closing action then will bring some aches and pains with it and that if you can open and close those areas and do that then you basically let it where it passes through and you really get very little of the symptoms um, you know of, of actually being sick and so uh, Matt actually had coronavirus there uh, about, been about five weeks ago now. And my guess is that for different parts of that, you found different parts of your body mostly closing, but some probably doing some opening things in odd ways as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. There were, well, yeah. So, so there were some very odd opening and closing types of, of effects in the body. Um, but yeah, I hadn't really thought about it. And a lot of the, the, uh, the Tai Chi and the stuff that I was doing, um, you know, at the time to try to mitigate the effects, what it really did involve a lot of opening and closing that way and, and um, you know, trying to keep everything kind of subtle and flowing or supple uh, rather and flowing. Um, and, the, and, and, it, and it goes back to the open system thing um, that you were talking about as well. I think like a lot of, uh, a lot of the, problems that we experience are really things that it's that we're holding on to them because we're closing the system and we're keeping it in this closed system. And when you can kind of open up and let that flow happen again, 
um, uh, it releases a lot of things that, uh, that, that people experience as external problems when really it's stuff that they're just holding on to. Um, and so, you know, a lot of that, uh, just a lot of these benefits come out of that body of work and that, uh, that training, you know, and it's kind of that, that sweet stuff that people like look for in Tai Chi that they think is this like mystery of like, Oh, it's you, you do the movements and magically somehow you get healthy. And it's like, no, you're just uh, really working this, these, this skill set through your whole body and energy system and everything. Um, and, and a lot more, but, yeah. uh, you know, but this is a part of it that really does actually, you know, produce those things that people tend to think of as the sort of the magical parts of Tai Chi. The, uh, yeah, part of what happens in, the, in a healthy body state is that each of the organs is opening and closing in different kinds of ways. Think about the churning action of the stomach opening and closing in order to prop for peristalsis. Uh, is that right? the right term for it? Yeah. 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 Um, and then same thing with the, obviously with the, uh, um, with the, uh, with the bowels. Um, the, uh, and the same thing with the kidneys. Um, and the same thing with the heart where it opens and closes and pumps the blood through and then pumps the blood through the whole system with the opening and closing action, the lungs on their opening and closing with the air in and out, um, the, uh, like that. And then your, your, your lymphatic system and it's, you know, it opens and closes in order to kind of push the fluids through, uh, for the immune system and all that. And if any one of those systems locks up, some of them it's detrimental to you. Like right now, your lungs quit opening and closing. That's a problem. If your heart quits opening and closing, and by a problem, I mean an immediate one. Um, and even immune system fluids, if they stop pumping like that, you might not be as quick to notice, but it's going to be a problem, you know, fairly soon um, because it's not moving the fluids through the system properly now. Uh, you're not, and you're not, you know, you're not going to be able to maintain that healthy state without the opening and close on that. Um, and so those systems, fortunately, are kind of part of the automatic nervous system. And these other things like some of these points and then some of the other more external physical things where you're really working on the extra and, and uh, the, uh, um, you know, and the big pressure points like the Lao Gong and the, and the bubbling well and all of that. Those are the ones that you can then begin to really work more, uh, a lot more, and the Ming Men and the Dantians and all that. Um, in order to get other aspects of your health and healing and, and, and strength and power when you're looking at it that way as well. Um, hey, Seafood, do you open and close the uh, psychic points above? Yes. That's yes, you thinking. do. Okay. Yep. Yep. It's a good question. And yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, because think about it this way. If you're uh, open, wide open on that psychic area like that, Right. Then you're taking in tons. You're able to take in all kinds of information and all of that. You're being flooded with it if it was just wide open. Well, so are you going to live a life or not live a life? And if you're going to live a life at some point, you're going to have to like slow that way down. How do you slow it down? Well, you don't close the point like you don't want to shut it off, but you take it down to where the points just barely open, where you could always open and close it more but where it's really close to being closed so that that way you're not, you know, you're basically blocking out that information for now. And then when you want that information again, you open it back up. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. And now a word from our sponsor. 
For those of you who are interested in internal power and want a reliable place to start, and for anyone who wants to experience internal power for themselves, go to internalpowerguide.com. I built a crash course in hands-on internal power. The Practical Guide to Internal Power is a work-at-your-own-pace online program. It is the course I use to get students from 0 to 60 as quickly as possible. And it is totally free. So sign up at internalpowerguide.com now and get started right away. That's internalpowerguide.com.